Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, Amazon, and iTunes. And be sure when you visit the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net, to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who are turning their great ideas into businesses and willing to take the necessary risks to make their dreams come true. My guest today is Nicole Smith, the founder of Flightographer, a travel service that connects you with hand-picked local photographers in many destinations around the world. And Nicole launched her business in 2013, which was the same year I launched Speaking of Travel. So we have a lot in common. And it started as a side hustle, just like me. And we're speaking with her from uh, Victoria, Canada. And welcome, Nicole. Great to have you here today. Hey, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, Nicole, I was really inspired when I heard about your company and went and did a little a little diving into what you're doing. And I have to say that it really made me proud of you for starting this company and then seeing it through so many changes. Give us a little backstory on how that even came about for you. Yeah, I, I often say I'm an accidental entrepreneur because I wasn't planning to become one, but I had this idea 
it happened on a trip to Paris and it just hit me over the head like a club and I <clears throat> I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I realized that if I didn't take action and start doing something towards this idea that I would just, um, you know, drive myself crazy. So I, I, I was on a business, I used to work for Microsoft and I was in Paris for business, met with my best friend for the weekend after um, the idea for a flightographer happened on that trip. And then I came back to Canada, came back to my corporate job, calm, steady life. Um, but this idea just kept gnawing in my brain for nine months. And I would keep imagining like, what if you could easily book a photographer in hundreds of cities around the world for one hour and it was vetted and like then no one had done it yet. And the idea wasn't out there, but it was really scary. So it took me nine months to kind of work up the courage to take the first step towards starting the business. And what was the first step? Did you start a business plan? Did you come up with an idea of how you were going to actually get it started? Yeah, I mean, a business plan would have been smart, but no, I did not do a business plan first. I actually had a friend going to Paris for vacation, and I thought, I'm going to test the concept with her and see if she's game. And so I, you know, I said, hey, you know, how would you feel if I hired a local photographer in Paris to follow you for like an hour, take beautiful kind of candid photos of, of you and your husband? Um, so then you'd have this great souvenir after. And she said, sure, let's try it. And so I literally went on Craigslist and put an ad, had some photographers reply that it like screen them, better them, ask them questions. And uh, I'm doing this, by the way, as a non-professional photographer. I'm, a, I, you know, I'm a marketer for, for Microsoft. So I don't even know if I asked the right questions at that point, but I found this wonderful um, guy, Gonzalo. He agreed to do it for, I think it was like 200 euros and, um, you know, gave him some instructions, um, connected him with Michelle, my friend, and they did their first, we did our first test shoot in September of 2012. And I remember thinking about, it was like the weekend before. And I thought, I've just thrown away 200 euros. Like, it's just, this is not going to work out. I, you know, went below the line kind of was like, this is, you know, um, what, what am I doing? But um, it turns out that we learned a lot from that session and uh, everybody was excited about it. And then, so I kept doing test shoots with friends who happened to be traveling and I just do the work of finding those local photographers. So that was sort of the early kind of like, you know, uh, what they call proof of concept that I was testing to see, did the photographers find value? Did the customers find value? And it was, you know, it was a, a big yes. Well, that was a lot of marketing research right there on your part. You did your, <laughs> you did your due diligence to really test out the market, see if it was going to work. How did you vet the photographers? Did you have them send you a portfolio ahead of time? Yeah, um, portfolio was a big, there's really three things that I looked for. And the first one was, are they a professional working photographer? All of all of professional photographers are going to have a website, and so you can view their portfolio online. So, I looked for the type of photos that um, were storytelling photos. So, wedding photographers are are great at this because it's you know they're natural storytellers. Um, so, I needed um, to have that caliber of professional photography there. Um, the second thing was personality. You're going to have, you know, one hour of your precious vacation in Rome or Tokyo with this local. And so you want to make sure that 
they are excited to host you around their city. They're excited to, you know, walk, you know, walk the streets with you and they're going to make you feel comfortable really quickly and share tips about insider tips about their city. So that sort of um, personality piece was the second um, ingredient. And the last one was, are they reliable? Are they going to show up on time, be professional, deliver the photos? And so those were the things that I was sort of uh, screening for um, going into it. And what about language? Was, was that something that you also looked at? They needed to speak English. So my client base is primarily North American. Um, and so they needed us, you know, they didn't need to be fluent, but they needed to be conversational in English. And I guess over time you found them and each city yeah. grew with the photographers that you were finding and, and starting to put on your website, right? Yeah, I think today we have over 600 photographers around the world. And, you know, probably around six months into starting the company in 2013, I had to hire someone to help me recruit the photographers. It actually ended up being the same friend that did the first test shoot in Paris, who is a childhood friend of mine since we were 10. And she's now um, one of my most trusted employees and runs our whole global photographer operations for the company. So that, that's kind of a fun connection. That is a fun connection, being able to collaborate and partner with mm-hmm. so many people. And, uh, you know, when you talk about professionalism and Uh, Mm -hmm. looking for ways that you can get into different countries and different cities, I would imagine that being able to partner up is really important. It's probably more than just a photographer, right? Well, I honestly look at these photographers as, you know, as partners, but in some ways an extended family. Like we have been working with many of these photographers for up to nine years, because we're going to be 10, 10 years next summer. And so we've seen them have babies, get married, and they are our trusted partners around the globe. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful community. Well, I am, again, it's just such a great concept. And I love how taking something that's an idea that just seems to be percolating and percolating. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, how can I make this really happen? When we come back from the break, Nicole, I, I want to talk to you more about just the bootstrapping aspect of how the company got going and mm-hmm. how you have grown into this really big company just by starting with an idea. I love it. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here today with Nicole Smith. She's the founder of Flightographer, a travel service that connects you with handpicked local photographers all over the world. I love this concept. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Traveling to new places is good for everybody, but sometimes travel can be challenging. The good news is there are products available that can put your traveling concerns at ease. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in Western North Carolina, or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. 
There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Nicole Smith. She's the founder of Flightographer, which is a travel service that connects you up with hand-picked local photographers all around the world. And Nicole, I am just really excited to talk to you about, I don't know, just how you bootstrapped your way into this company, even without a business plan. And then you moved on and, and give us an idea of how that growth started to unfold for you. Mm -hmm. Well, we launched the site officially in, I guess I should say, I launched the site officially in March of 2013. And it took two weeks for us to even get a single booking. And I remember because I would get like an alert on my phone and an alert came at 3am a couple of weeks later. And I cried because I thought, okay, someone believes it, someone trusts it. And this is just so exciting. Um, so it had a very slow start because I was working full time um, at Microsoft and doing this at night and on weekends. And um, I was also a single mom of two little boys who were five and seven. So life was really busy and there wasn't a lot of time. So, um, and I didn't do any fundraising. So it was just more of a, what you call a sidepreneur, you know, just kind of testing it, testing it on the side. And it wasn't like, uh, I need to go full force into this. I had to pay my mortgage and live my life. And this was more of a, let's test this. Let's see what will happen. But what I found um, in that first year, in that first nine months was it had a slow start, but then as it started to roll, the feedback was so powerful from customers and photographers that I really knew that there was something here. And so it took me about a year before I, I came to that point where I had to make a decision, either like stop doing this or go full force, but I couldn't keep going, working full time and doing this just on the side because I wasn't able to give the business, you know, the focus and attention it needed to scale. And so um, I decided to step away from my full-time job, jump off the cliff, as they say, and just you know, um, give it a good six months and see what could happen in that six months. And in that six months, you know, I didn't have a salary coming in. The business wasn't making enough to pay me a salary. And uh, I just watched my savings kind of dwindle down month by month by month. And, um, but we were starting to get some really good momentum. And so I decided it was time to go raise an angel round funding. And so um, that's when I started to, you know, create a pitch deck and circulate it and joined a a tech accelerator. And by the end of our second year, I closed a $600,000 funding round um, with, you know, more like friends and families and customers. And that allowed us to get a small office, start hiring our first couple of full-time employees and really um, start to scale the business. That is perseverance. That is totally going on hope and faith and just kind of a chutzpah, we call it. (laughs) (laughs) Just being able to say, I I think this idea is worthy of me Mm -hmm. doing it, 
you feel it intuitively and and you've mm-hmm. been able to really refine that success over time. What was it like during COVID? I mean, how did you kind of uh, come about, as they say, to recognize mm-hmm. that people aren't going to be hiring photographers on vacations if there are no vacations? Well, we at the, at the point that COVID hit, we had scaled to a team of 20. We were doing multi-millions a year in sales and uh, operating in 400 cities. And, you know, we were, you know, travel seasonal. So March is when it starts to really, you know, pick up again. And we had a day where we probably should have had, you know, $50,000 worth of sales and we had zero. And then the next day we had zero. And the next day we had zero. And this was right after um, the uh, the border was closed and I think like mid-March. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is not good. This is not good. And I had to kind of think about what could I control in this situation? Because there's a lot out of my control. And so unfortunately, I had to make one of the most difficult decisions I've made as a founder, which was to downsize my team. Um, and so we went downsized by 80% down to four people. And I basically had to keep a small team that would keep the lights on as we navigated through uncertain waters ahead. But we also had, you know, not just the lack of sales coming through because obviously the world, you know, instantly stopped traveling, but as a travel business, people book and pay ahead. So we had just like so much cash going out the door because of refund requests. So we had refund requests, cash going out the door, no cash coming in. Um, so we had, you know, it was just like that really tough decision to lay off some really great people so that the entire business could survive and have a shot at the future. So those were those were some pretty scary days. And now you're on the other side of them. Was it just a gradual kind of putting the plug back into the outlet, like slowly starting to see the growth happen again? Well, what we did was we decided, you know, we started to hire a few a few roles back later on that year. We opened a travel shop with some like, you know, airport code sweatshirts and we launched an iPhone course, photography course. So we tried some new things and then we really focused on hiring local photographers for local photo shoots because we knew that people were still doing small road trips or backyard parties. And so we um, hired a lot of, um, you know, U.S. Canadian photographers and marketed towards more local shoots. And so we kind of built out this whole vertical that we didn't have before. We really focused on vacation photo shoots. And so we extended the product line by offering local photo shoots and then headshots for people that wanted, you know, like for their LinkedIn or for their dating site or if they're new grad looking for a job. And so, uh, or a small business that needed some headshots for their business website. So we kind of expanded what we do as a company. So that, that was, that was great. And, you know, sales were kind of really terrible in 2020, pretty much non-existent 2021. There was mild recovery locally. And then, March of 2022, this year, we were just surprised. Like I I kind of feel empathy for the airlines. Everyone's like, you know, upset with the airlines because it's so chaotic, but that is what it was like for us in March, April, May, because we suddenly had this huge swell of bookings, which was amazing and so exciting, but we didn't have the team trained up to handle it. So we had to hire six 
customer service people within like six weeks and get them trained up incredibly fast and um, to meet all the demand. And, you know, we come around that corner now too. So operationally was, was, that was interesting because I didn't expect it would just bounce back so fast, so suddenly, and now we're selling way more than before the pandemic. So it's been just a wild journey. (laughs) That is a wild ride. I know it's crazy. And today here you are, you're, already on the road to wherever it's going to take you bigger and better places. And I love the way that you were able to just kind of turn things around. You know, I think when you're a bootstrapper and you've been in the uh, unknown trenches where you're just Mm -hmm. driving along on perseverance and, and hope that you are a little bit more uh, capable of turning around, turning on a dime, being able to to do that. Well, Nicole, give us your website. How can people get more information and uh, mm-hmm. and book some photography when they travel? Yeah, so you can go to flytographer.com and um, you can choose, we have, like I said, over 400 cities you can choose from. So whether you're going on a family trip or proposing or, um, you know, off with your, your girlfriends on a, you know, friends trip or even solo travelers, you can go in, um, search all the photographers portfolio. So in every city, you'll see all the photographers, examples of their work, a little bio, you'll, their calendar, and then you can just book directly um, through the platform um, for your 30 minute shoot, one hour shoot anywhere in the world. Um, we're also on Instagram at Flightographer. And yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this on Speaking of Travel. I think it's important so that we can understand how we too can have an idea, think it through, give it a try, do our due diligence. And before you know it, you've got something that is a service for people to uh, have a happier time. We've captured over 4 million photos, 4 million memories for travelers around the world that, you know, uh, celebrating their stories. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Nicole, that is really great. And I can't thank you enough for being here on Speaking of Travel. I'll look forward to someday being able to travel someplace, getting a photographer and having some of those wonderful memories stored forever. So thank you again for being here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you for having me. Well, I know that right now when we're talking about memories, there's nothing that connects us more to powerful memories and traditions and even our ancestors than food. Coming up next, find out how Chow Chow, a culinary event in Asheville, North Carolina, is pairing diverse community leaders with chefs to tell their own stories through food. So stay tuned. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Hey, this is John Stickley of the John Stickley Trio. 
We are so proud to be part of the inaugural Earl Scruggs Music Festival in Mill Spring, North Carolina, Labor Day weekend. It's September 2nd through 4th, and it's going to feature some of our friends and favorite musicians, including Bela Fleck, Jerry Douglas, Sam Bush, Molly Tuttle, Leftover Salmon, Chatham Rabbits, Fireside Collective, and so many more you will not want to miss. Daily tickets and weekend passes are on sale now at the Earl Scruggs Music Don't miss it. It'll be a celebration of Earl Scruggs' life and legacy, which is amazing. It is guaranteed to be a finger picking good time, so come on. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on. Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So there's this really delicious culinary festival called Chow Chow that's happening in Asheville that's bringing together award-winning chefs from North Carolina and beyond to join the awesomeness of Asheville's restaurant scene. And nothing connects us more to powerful memories and traditions and ancestries than food. And Chow Chow is a platform that's bringing in five diverse community leaders who are going to be paired with chefs to tell their stories through food. Now, each experience will inspire a five-course paired beverage tasting dinner, and during each course, the chefs and storytellers will share their story and the process of transforming that story into a yummy and very unique dish. Well, my guests today are Michelle Bailey, executive chef and co-owner at Smoky Park Supper Club, and Allison Scott, a mother and trans woman who has advocated for LGBTG Southerners for over a decade, who today serves as the Director of Impact and Innovation for the Campaign for Southern Equality. And Michelle and Allison, it is so great to have you both here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you. Really excited. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, Michelle, you and Allison are paired for this event, which sounds like a really, really awesome event. And give us a little backstory on who you are and why you might have been chosen to be paired with Allison. Thanks, Marilyn. Um, a tiny bit of backstory on me. I've lived in Western North Carolina for 30 years, been cooking for the last 26 I love Appalachian cuisine, cooking with fire, basically trying to utilize all of our local bounty here. Uh, we, we are super blessed with a lot of uh, amazing farmers, people who are, um, we've got lots of makers, farmers, livestock raisers here, and it's, uh, it's a really wonderful community. And I think I was paired up with Allison because we are both members of the queer community here in Asheville. And as Chow Chow is uh, bringing more diversity to the table these last couple of years, uh, I think they're trying to highlight um, individuals who need a little more visibility in our community, which is awesome. And also, um, Allison, we'll I'll let her speak to how long her family's been in the area because uh, she definitely beats me. But um, we both share a love for kind of Appalachian cuisine. And when they were pairing up chefs with people, they said uh, the one thing about Allison Scott is she absolutely does not want dessert. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's my people. <laughs> 
I don't want to cook dessert. So I think we we have some shared food um, memories as well. And it just everything about the match um, for me really seemed perfect. And Allison, what was it like when when they came to you and said, hey, would you be a part of this event and share your story? What give us a little backstory and how you even came to be who you are today? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm we ain't going to go into all that. But I will say I was really excited uh, because I love food. But also just because of what Child Cow means and is telling the stories of local people in the South. I'm a fifth generation uh, Asheville, Western North Carolina local. And maybe more than that, I don't know, but the records get kind of sketchy after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was just a really, it was a really big honor for me to be included in something like this. And just a very fun working with Michelle on this entire menu, because I think it really resonated when we've talked about our stories of growing up is a lot of it was based in you know, what was available because of poverty and economics. And you had to eat either what you could grow or what you got from people locally who what they could grow. So you ate things either seasonally and canned. And I just love food. I love to cook. Um, you know, when I'm not doing my advocacy work or campaigning and running for office and being a mom, um, I usually will. You'll find me in the kitchen or taking pictures of some of the things that I like to eat and make. So, Allison, what is it going to be like for you to tell your story with Michelle and see how she works that magic? I am super excited for Michelle's magic and food. The telling my story through food, um, actually, it's it's kind of difficult for me because uh, oftentimes in my in my work, especially with advocacy, I, I'm adv- I'm advocating for our community and for people. And really, am I talking about myself? And a lot of that is based on trauma of being trans, of growing up and recognizing that at really early ages and everything that I had to go through. So I'm really happy I get to work with Michelle uh, with this because it's it's very personal and I actually don't talk about these kind of things often. And being a Southerner, we have a lot of memories tied to food smells, taste, you name it. And so it's been an emotional journey for me just even so far. And Michelle, what is it like for you to process this story and create food from that? Honestly, this is this is one of my favorite events that, that I've ever done. Uh, it's been just really awesome getting to know Allison. I have so much respect for her, the um, advocacy work that she does for our community. You know, and we we sat down and met in person for the first time. And that was that was really cool. And I think because we did both grow up in the South with, you know, either kind of conservative or religious families, we definitely had some overlapping experiences. And that was really nice to kind of sit down and have a chat about that. And and Allison brought up a really good point. I think especially being from the South and raised in the South, so many memories are associated with food. You know, I can smell someone cooking a, a hammered pork chop and it reminds me of like going to my grandma's house on Sunday. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes you don't even think about that until until you're in the moment or you're talking about it or you or you catch an aroma or you see a cast iron skillet full of hoe cake. But, yeah, it's been it's been just a really great experience. And um, I, I think it's a huge honor that Allison is willing to share her story with me and then trusting me to, to kind of put it on a plate. So I just I. Uh, you know, want to want to make her really proud. And, and I think we're going to keep it pretty simple, but just try to make everything as perfect as possible. 
Well, it sounds wonderful. How can people get more information so that they can sign up and come to the event? There are actually, I'm glad you brought that up. There are just a handful of tickets left. So if folks uh, want to get their hands on those, they should go ahead and do so. You can go to the uh, Chow Chow Asheville Festival um, website and you can purchase tickets uh, right online. The event is Thursday, September 8th from 6 to 9 at Smoky Park Supper Club. And Allison, how can people get more information about the work that you're doing? Well, if you want to get in touch with me through my advocacy work, you can go to our website, southernequality.org. And there you'll find all the information about our LGBTQ advocacy in North Carolina and the 13 southeastern states. If you want to get in touch with me about my campaign for politics, you can go to Allison for Asheville, and I would be excited to hear from you. Well, I can't thank you both enough for being here on Speaking of Travel and filling us in. I I would love to have you back sometime and find out how the event went and find out more about what menu you came up with, Michelle, to be able to tell Allison's story. And I am looking forward to being there myself. So I will see you both then. Yeah, we'll see you later. The menu's looking amazing, by the way. Michelle just texted me. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you both. All right. Well, thank you to both Allison and Michelle for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, I hear from many travelers today who are looking for inspiration and meaningful experiences when they go out on vacation, and they want to immerse themselves in the cultural history of where they're going. And what better way to do this than by staying in a historic hotel? Coming up next is John Zellers. He's the general manager of the Elevation Lofts Hotel right here in downtown Asheville. This historic building that is today Elevation Lofts was originally built over 100 years ago. So find out why being in this wonderful neighborhood with these great views, along with being in close proximity to other historical landmarks, is a win-win for your vacation experience. So stay Stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com travel guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Hello, fellow travel lovers. This is Toby Brown with Outdoor Africa. You may have heard me on Speaking of Travel in the past, as Marilyn and I love to get together and talk about all the exciting things happening with travel in Africa, particularly safari travel. If those conversations have piqued your interest, then I have some exciting news. Marilyn and I have put our heads together and come up with a fantastic safari to South Africa, and we want you to join us. This coming March 2023, we will be traveling to some of the great parks in northern South Africa to see the stunning wildlife and beautiful landscapes and then jumping down to Cape Town for wine, penguins, and Table Mountain. So if a small group safari is on your bucket list, then visit speakingoftravel.net to learn more, or contact me directly at toby at outdoor-africa.com, or by phone at 828 216 
1515. That's 828 216 1515. Join us on Safari, and we can't wait to Safari with you. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You know, over the years, I've discovered the hotel I stay in can really make or break my trip. I think it's pretty cool to stay someplace that might be a little out of the norm. And that's why I like to find a hotel with a history. The last thing I want when I travel is the same old, same old of a chain. I love to go back in time and enjoy a piece of local history. My guest today is John Zellers, general manager of the Elevation Lofts Hotel in downtown Asheville, North Carolina. The historic building that is today Elevation Lofts was originally built over a hundred years ago during a decade here in Asheville of very rapid growth, and it's been a downtown fixture on Broadway Street since 1923. And John, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thanks for having me today. So, John, the character of this neighborhood has certainly changed over the years. It was industrial. I think for a while it was even a little red light district up on the nearby blocks, (laughs) right? And then it took commercial. And then now it's used for mixed use with retail and restaurants and residential. And give us a little bit of a backstory about this exceptional building. Sure. Well, uh, Like you said, it was built somewhere around 1923. Uh, From the history that we can find on it is that uh, it was a car dealership way back in the day. Uh, I think it was Asheville Motor Company back then. And uh, and then through the years, it changed over to a refrigerator freezer base for a farming co-op. And uh, I guess from what I can see is people could could rent spaces in the units and could store their perishables and uh, freezer items back then, I guess before freezers were commonplace in your home. Then it was a local armory for a little while and then uh, was retail antique space uh, on the first and second floor and had uh, some apartments on the third floor back then. And now it's really gone through a very major renovation and the space there I I went over there and took a look with you and it was just absolutely stunning the way that they've been able to keep the elements of the old but create something that's rather contemporary at the same time exactly yeah the uh, the owners put a lot of money into keeping the the historic factors of the building so the wood beams and the ceilings the exposed brick uh, they really, really tried to keep the historic parts of the building intact when they did the renovations. And then there's something that is very unique about the hotel is the fact that there's a art gallery downstairs. Let's talk a little bit about that because I've been in that gallery. It is spectacular as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's Momentum Gallery. They actually occupy the first and second floors. They have some amazing artists that are in there and some uh, beautiful pieces of artwork that change out. And uh, all of the artwork in our units comes from downstairs. So if a guest is staying with us and they see a piece of art in their unit that they like, 
they can absolutely purchase it from the gallery downstairs. That is really amazing. And even more amazing is the way that the units are built with this incredible view. Let's talk a little bit about the neighborhood itself, because Broadway is such a wonderful strolling. You can get out and walk and there are little shops. Let's talk a little bit about that view and what what your guests will be able to see when they're there. Yeah, you know, I think the location speaks for itself. It's uh, right downtown. You can park your car in our parking lot and just walk and never have to get in in it again if you want to stay in the downtown area. And just with so many great local restaurants and shops and galleries and everything all right in this area, you know, you can get from uh, one end of downtown to the other, you know, taking your time, 20 minutes or so. And uh, of course, my favorite, you know, the chocolate shops. (laughs) I love the chocolate shops. Well, let's talk a little bit about the decor in there, John, because that's another another thing that just really popped out for me as I walked through the units. Everything felt so comfortable and just aesthetically pleasing. How did that even come to be? Well, you know, part of it was that the owners wanted to use as many local people as possible when they were doing the renovations to the building. So they used a local architect company, a local construction company, and then the designs were all done by Alchemy Design Studio here in town. And IAC just has an eye for design and really what would fit perfectly in each unit. And each unit is decorated differently, has a different feel to it. So, uh, you know, you can come six different times and have six different experiences. And there's so many other design elements that are really very unique, like gas fireplaces and the brickwork. That's something that I've heard from a lot of people. There's a lot of brick in Asheville that was used during the 1920s. So you've got all these really interesting details going on. Absolutely. Yep. The, the fireplaces, they all have full kitchens with refrigerators, uh, microwaves, dishwashers, anything that you could want. Each kitchen is fully stocked with pots and pans and dishes. So really the only thing you have to bring is yourself and you can go to one of the local supermarkets and pick up what you need for your stay and, you know, just enjoy yourself while you're here. It's such a beautiful place. And like you said, location, location, location. It is, uh, it is just perfectly located in downtown Asheville. And and I'll tell you what, those floors, those hardwood floors are so beautiful. I just, I have a thing about hardwood floors. What kind of floors are those? They are engineered hardwood for, for each of the units because we accept pets. We wanted something that would stand up and, you know, be able to take not only dogs, but children and stuff that were running around and be able to hold up well. Well, I can tell you, when I showed up there and started looking around, I felt like, okay, I think I just want to move in here. This place, <laughs> this place is awesome. So how can people get more information and come by and, and stay there? I think it would be a lovely way to spend your time in, and be right there in downtown Asheville. Absolutely. Well, they can check out our website, which is elevationloftshotel.com, or they can call us directly at 828-761-7742, and we'll get them taken care of and get their stay set up for them. 
Well, John, thank you so much. And I also want to just give a shout out to you and your team for for really being a part of the community. It's one thing to open a new hotel or a new restaurant or even a gallery, but to be able to say, we want to be part of this community, we want to be collaborators and partners, really says so much about not only the character of who you are and who this organization is, but it makes me feel better when I stay someplace where I know that the people who own it are part of the community. And I just want to give you all a big shout out for that. Well, thank you. We really tried to do as much with all of our local vendors that we could because we are part of the community and and want to be a special part of it. Well, you definitely are a special part of it. And thank you again for being here on Speaking of Travel. I'll look forward to coming by again and just savoring that beautiful view. Thank you. Pleasure being here. Well, thanks, John. And thanks to Nicole, Michelle, and Allison for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, these days when I scroll around social media, it seems everyone is having a very picturesque vacation this summer. For so many, this might be the first vacation they've had for over two years. And I'll tell you, some people are willing to go into debt to get out of town and enjoy life in another place. But I've heard some brutal, harsh travel stories lately, too. With people traveling in record numbers this summer, this really might not be the best time to get a trip that you've been planning for going on. So I'll tell you, I've heard from a lot of fellow travelers who are suggesting that maybe you'll want to wait a bit before venturing out too far. Maybe be resisting to that temptation to travel. When you do go out to travel, you'll travel smarter and easier. Maybe if you wait until later in the year, although you know the holidays will be coming up before you know it. Maybe even making plans for 2023. It's still a little crazy out there right now. Why not explore your own backyard more? I bet you can find places on a lake or in a national park that will be lovely and cost-effective. Go visit friends and family on a cool road trip. Go over just a county from your own and stay in a historic inn or bed and breakfast or a hotel right downtown. But do plan on going somewhere and experience something new. Just remember, you have to have patience and you have to have a real drive to be out there and traveling these days. But my recommendation is to just go do it. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 